Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Welcome, everybody, and happy holidays to you. So uh, my guest today is we're going to be talking about the Zen of beauty. So when I thought, all right, so what really is the Zen of beauty? I mean, I know what beauty is. I have an entire radio show, and I've spent 30-some years in the beauty industry, but what did it mean to talk about the Zen of beauty? So I looked it up and it's loosely translated as the value of meditation and intuition. And Mm -hmm. I really found that to be a very powerful statement because I think the truth is we all know what makes us beautiful on the inside. And I think that there's plenty of opportunities that um, for us to be able to get that kind of support, that assistance, those professionals to be able to help us look our best on the outside. But the truth is, is I think we instinctively know what looks best on us. And I know that my guests today are going to reinforce that message because they just wrote a book called The Zen of Beauty. So please welcome my guests, Dennis and Jamie Roche. Hi, guys. Hey, Bye. Good evening. Thank you for having us on today. Yeah, you're so welcome. So I really enjoyed the whole topic of, you know, the Zen of Beauty. Thank you so much for sharing the book with me. And I know that you you guys are, you've been in the industry for a long time like I have. And, um, you know, Dennis, you've spent... I think you said just recently before we got went live, like 40 plus years in the beauty industry as a leading hairstylist, mentor, educator, innovator, and you guys are out of the D.C. area. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. correct. Yeah, perfect. And then, Jamie, you are a professional makeup artist. So you guys together are this like m- major creative beauty team. And what you did was you kind of encapsulated all of these ideas of beauty and put it into a book. So, But before we talk about the book, I want to have my guests and listeners hear a little bit more about you, your history, your past. What got you involved in beauty to begin with? Well, myself, I uh, probably became involved and interested and in love with the power of makeup in junior high school. And it was what I spent my allowance, my babysitting money on were Revlon single eyeshadows in every color. And anytime there was an event, all the girls gathered at my house for trips with makeup and doing our hair. And we all felt really glamorous and beautiful uh, heading out to our event. And in high school, I went to cosmetology and worked part-time at Moss Brothers Department Store in Sarasota, Florida, in wigs and hosiery, if you can believe that. And then uh, shortly thereafter, the holiday season, I had the opportunity to, to work behind the counter for Elizabeth Arden. So even though uh, I have a full cosmetology license, I felt such a passion and connection with makeup and skincare, I never ventured into the hairstyling part of my career. But somehow you did venture into hair because that's where Dennis came into the picture, right? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I loved having my hair done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's my, she's my uh, personal biggest client. Yeah, good. So, so Dennis, uh, give, us a, give us a little history about you. Yeah, I started, uh, I started hairdressing in 1970. I was uh, actually on disability from a car accident, and the uh, government wanted to uh, put me to work, so they said, you know, we'll, we'll actually train you at something, what do you want to do? 
And uh, effectively speaking, they tested me and they, should, they said I should go to computers and that, uh, that I couldn't see myself wearing a shirt, you know, like a jacket and tie to work every day. So I told them I wanted to be a hairdresser because I really always was involved with fashion. And uh, they said, so they put me in beauty school and I got my license and found my calling, literally. I think that it was a, it was a man up from heaven that, that got me into this industry from the day one. I, I, I just loved it and thrived on it and always wanted uh, to learn and do more with it. And it led me to owning businesses in Washington, D.C. for 35 years of my 45 career. Yeah, so, uh, that's great. It's been, it's been, I, I've been truly blessed to meet and work with some of the greatest people in the 20th century. And uh, as I retired uh, two years ago uh, and sold, sold my business, I uh, left the business somewhat because uh, I was a little burnt out, you know, just running business and everything, the pressure of it. And, you know, after 35 years of doing it, I decided I needed to go out and experience something different. But I missed the business incredibly bad. And I missed the, uh, all the connections that I have with people. And I sat down to pen this book about hairdressing. But, and I really had to think about it a lot and what it was that uh, the direction I wanted to go with it. And it occurred to me that one of the things that kind of burned me out the, about the business was the uh, electronic part of it. You know, the fact that we were, you know, I was the first one to have a computer running a business in Washington, D.C. We were the first one to have a website. We were the first in a lot of things that had to do with the techno, you know, technological breakthroughs. But at the same time, after a, after a while, I think it got to be a little bit too TMI for people. There was just too much information that was starting to get less and less personal and that it needed to go, we needed to back up here a little bit and look at exactly what, what you know, hairdressers mean to people and what those people mean to them. And this yeah. is where the inspiration for the, uh, the, the Zen of Beauty is. It truly is a guide to your magnificence because it starts off with you and what's in your heart and your feelings. And it moves on to how to go about finding people that understand you. And it has you know, visuals in the book that you can put together that actually show people without explanation how you can really, how you relate to yourself. And good. it's something and that somewhere got lost in the translation. Yeah, yeah, good. And we're going to talk more about that in the second segment for sure. But there's two things that you both said that I hear a lot in regards to people in the beauty industry. One, Jamie, was what you said when it's like you fell in love with it in junior high. And I know that that's, that's that critical time where people can see a future in beauty and then mm-hmm. you know take all those actions to be able to kind of uh, you know prosper in that career. And even though you've chosen just to kind of focus in on makeup and skin, um, it's still there's an enormous amount of education that you have to maintain and continually participate in in order to stay relevant. So what's something that you do to stay relevant to keep yourself up on makeup and skin trends? Well, I subscribe to quite a few industry newsletters. And uh, when things are interesting to me, I research it further. Uh, I have the pleasure of freelancing for quite a few prestigious lines, and they always are sharing their innovations and trends. 
Um, and it's, I feel, uh, a passion of mine. Uh, one of the things that I am very fond of is translating what's current, what's runway, what's hot, what's popular into mainstream. Yeah, all, yeah, and that's uh, yeah, don't that's, have the time or the desire to be strobed and highlighted and contoured and you know all these other amazing techniques that are fabulous for editorial work um, and can definitely transform your appearance. But how does that relate to and translate to our everyday lifestyle? Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that kind of can't figure out that area in between. <laughs> All those techniques and just being themselves, which, you know, that's kind of, I base this radio show off of, listen, it's not just the external beauty, it's who are you being to feel beautiful every day, and what are the things that you can do to enhance your beauty, so that's great. And Dennis, I heard you say something that I hear from every single one of my industry friends as well, is, you know, you love the industry, um, and you don't want to leave it, but I'm curious, what did you do before the accident? Uh, Before I got into the industry? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, I actually, actually, this, I was in my 20s and just out of high school, and I started at a carpet installation business. The God actually taught me quite a bit about cutting hair, because, you know, hair cutting is a, is a, is a lot of formulation and, and, and geometry, basically. And in carpet laying, you have to put a carpet upside down and then fit it into every nook and cranny of the room and cut it out and then flip it over to have it fit. And so me, it gave me a uh, gave me a a, a visualiz- you know visualization in my head of what I was doing and from side to side, from back to front to everything else, and be able to visualize it ahead of time. It, it, I think everything uh, everything that you do in your life will translate some or other into um, into something else, and, and truly, it truly, it really did help me. Yeah, oh, I can see that, and that was great great analogy of of, you know, sometimes how people just think that we learn to do hair, but I think they sometimes forget there's there's a lot of geometry and structure and, and uh, chemistry involved in being a hairdresser and everything. So you, so you retired and sold your business and you're like, well, this can't be it because I miss everything beauty. So that's, I hear that a lot. Like people don't leave the beauty industry. So anybody out there listening right now and you're thinking, what do I want to do with my life? You know, beauty is a great opportunity for a lot of people to find that love and passion that they and creativity that maybe they always knew they had, they just didn't know how to apply it into a job. Well, I think that it's funny because uh, you know, two and a half years ago, uh, you know, I was getting retirement age and almost so security age, and uh, Jamie and I decided that we it was time to go and explore something different and something else and something more spiritual. So we sold, I literally sold our house, car, and a business in one day, got on a plane and went to Costa Rica and started a wedding business down, you know, destination wedding business in Costa Rica for a year and spent down there uh, a year of yoga and Pilates and uh, walking meditation and, you know, just uh, went on a spiritual journey for it. And I think, you know, that... uh, not realizing, realizing that Costa Rica wasn't a place that really was a nicer place to visit than to live. Coming back from there, we realized how, how much we had learned about ourselves and about our life's experiences and how they translated into, into that same 
you know, the, everything translated into the same thing that we, we both really love doing what we do and working with people. And that, but this, this, what was more of a, a deeper, more profound way of going about it was really different. And this is all these occurrences what led up to, uh, led up to, you know, the Zen of Beauty and the Guide to Your Magnificence was really realizing that what people are looking for is to really express themselves. Mm-hmm. And what what this is my, my my take about technology is like it's too much information and you know like all the touched up pictures of the Kardashians or what people think is a moniker of what beauty beauty is today, but that, that that's not it. It's what is beauty is you, you know. And and like you saw in my book, the first thing it says in the book is literally you are the perfect you that will ever exist in the entire history of the universe because you are the only one that's going to be like that, which makes you perfect in the beginning. And from there, just understanding and uh, realizing that perfection is how do you go find everybody that's going to help you show everybody else how perfect you are. Yeah, well, and that's what I loved about it. So we're getting ready to take a break here in a few minutes, and I want to dive into some of these pieces of the book and, um, you know, some of your favorite parts or what, what is, what's the one thing too, that also is what you're most proud of and that you want others to translate to, but tell us before we actually go to this break and, and, um, we're, and we talk about the book in itself, who is this book designed for? Absolutely everyone. So everybody, I so think- it's, it's. It, it, it is relevant to men and women of all ages. I do feel maybe it leans a little bit more towards women over men, but ultimately at every age, we're looking for a, a place where we feel comfortable and pretty in our own skin. And if you haven't experienced any sort of spiritual guidance, I think that this is an awesome place to start. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that, Jamie hit it, the, the nail on the head there is the fact that your whole life is, is just, is just you know, a succession of changes. And what this book is about is about realizing that when things change, it's not resistance is, is probably the least thing that you want to do to it. You always want to realize who you are at this moment and this change is okay and that it's your decision and you're making this decision and you're conveying, you know, visually, you're conveying to whoever's going to be working with you what your decision is for that minute. And that decision can change anytime you want it to. And what it is, it's an empowerment for people to really understand that it's okay to change themselves and do what they like to do. Yeah, and you know, and that's where I really think that the the word Zen and and intuition comes in. You know, I think sometimes we listen to our thoughts, which is not always healthy. Um, and I think sometimes we 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 stop listening to our inner self, that true, you know, self inside that knows that your, there's beauty and and intuition. all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I think intuition plays a big part of this and and I think that also what's happening um you know we're we're getting away from our own inner beauty or our own inner intuition in, intuition of what looks best on us and we're really being kind of you know put in this situation where we're noticing 
all the stuff on social media, everything that's happening in this, you know, this world of celebrityism. And we're trying to emulate that, you know, particular look from somebody else that may not, that may not be a good fit for us, or it might not be, you know, compatible or, or what we're truly passionate about. And we just try to fit in. We're just trying to fit in. So we're going to take a break right now. Exactly. Yeah, so we're going to take a break right now. And then, of course, I can't wait to hear more about your parts of the book here. But I want to ask my listeners, I want you to think of a time when you felt that your potential was tapped out or you just thought, nope, I need a change. What did you do to overcome that? And how did beauty of yourself and beauty for you play a role in that? All right, we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. My guests, Dennis and Jamie Roche, they're here. They have been spent many years in the beauty industry, Jamie being a, uh, a specialist in makeup and skin care, and Dennis uh, owning salons and um, being a hairdresser. Now, I know you guys have a, a, a very, very rich history in this beauty industry. You've worked with and trained with um, major manufacturers, Trevor Sorby, Redken, Wella, L'Oreal, 
Um, Jamie, you've done makeup um, with prestigious lines such as Bobby Brown, Chanel, Elizabeth Arden, Tom Ford, and more. So you guys certainly have the background and the expertise in beauty here. And then you decided to kind of put, you know, pen to paper and write a book. And you called it The Zen of Beauty, a guide to your magnificence to empower women in their inner beauty. And not only that, but for them to be able to look their best. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, as you were kind of progressing through writing the book, what were the things that came up for you? Like, what did you learn about it? And then share with us some of the, uh, you know, some of the elements of the book that you think our listeners would be very interested in hearing and um, learning more about. Yeah. Well, the book starts off uh, explaining the difference between glamour and beauty. You know, and I think this is a really significant thing because, you know, um, effectively speaking, DNA, God, whatever you believe in, genealogy, that makes you beautiful. I mean, that makes you physically what, you know, is perceived as being a a beautiful person. Glamour, on the other hand, is something that uh, it is something is learning how to put yourself together. And there's a distinct difference because people, I I found in my, my, you know, uh, history of working behind a chair, that so many people look in the mirror and see something different from what everybody else sees. As a matter of fact, they see, they're the only ones to see that mirror the way that they do see it. Everybody else on the planet looks at you subjectively, and you look at yourself very objectively. And I found in that objective viewpoint a lot of negativity. And the fact is, is that, that that's, you know, like there, my nose is too big, my face is too fat, it's round, it's this, it's that, my hair. Uh, you know, they, they find so much negativity involved with it. And, if, and it's so, it's sometimes that's a really big obstacle to overcome as a stylist or a makeup artist or anybody that's helping this person, a, you know, a, a personal dresser, whoever, because they're starting off at a negative standpoint. And the object of this book is to, uh, to, to get stylists to understand that, that this is what people see, that people, people generally remember more bad things said to them about how they look than they remember good things. So oh, absolutely. Is, yeah, I agree with okay. that. Uh, so the, the idea of it is, is for, to, to get people into a positive things that you are just the perfect you. You are the perfect you that will ever exist. And then from that point forward, decide on how you want to show how glamorous you are and at what level mm-hmm. that is and what taste it is, whatever, uh, whatever style that is. And whatever that decision is, it's yours to make. It's not someone else's. So it's not to walk blindly in and ask a suggestion from somebody. It's going in with confidence and a game plan and a roadmap that they can work with you to make that message that you specifically want the best one. Yeah, and and you're right. Glamour can be kind of manufactured. I mean, I know my younger listeners are not going to relate to this at all, but, you know, Elizabeth Taylor, Zsa Zsa Gabor, you know, those were were epitome of glamour, you know, over the years. They never stopped being glamorous, no matter what. They had that that brand of glamour and they just connected with it. And so, of course, we all connected with it. But I think today, you know, glamour can be produced 
But true beauty is certainly the wave of the future. I think people are really looking to, you know, feel comfortable in their own skin, love themselves for their, for their you know, beautiful imperfections and trust that they are enough and good enough, even though they might be disproportioned from what's considered symmetrical beauty, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And that's the whole point of it is that you can create that persona that you want. If you really go back in the history of the cinema and, and even into, uh, into fashion, some of, the, some of the greatest models, some of the greatest, uh, greatest icons of the movies were not the most beautiful women, but they truly were the most glamorous. And that was because they found the group of people to help them, you know, or a producer decided to, this is how they're going to do it. And they put together professionals on how to make this person the persona that they wanted to. And what the book is written about is to get you to understand that and then how you go out and you find this group of people and very specifically and very targeted, get them to help you be what it is that you decide to be. Yeah, right. That's excellent. And and so give us give us like a, a, a couple nuggets here from your book that um, you just are really you're proud to be able to put in writing, you're proud to be able to share, and you want people to feel and experience. Well, I, I think that I really love uh, to point out the chapter to symmetry and perception because that is sort of a mythbuster about the traditional face shapes. And I, I know uh, working as a makeup artist with millions of beautiful faces, in every shape and form, they want to know, am I a diamond shape? Am I a square? You know, am I a circle? And truth is, you're a little bit of everything, you know, that we can't put you into one cookie cutter mold. And when you're, you're limiting yourself, if you want to be in that category and then feel that you can only apply your blush and your eyeshadow if you are, you know, a square face in a very certain fashion. And so I am very proud of bringing to light that it's really each individual face is its own unique shape. And you don't have to be judged or put yourself into a particular category. Uh, and and it's, it's a big awareness. And, you know, the trend on eyebrows now, I don't know that there's been so much focus on grooming the brows ever in history and (laughs) a million different products to go along with that. But it's rarer than rare to find somebody that has two identical symmetrical eyebrows. And in the industry, we say they are sisters, not identical twins. Mm, That's a a good analogy. Right. And and it's cute, you know, it's kind of kitschy, but it, it really is, something that um, relaxes my clients and my guests into, oh, because they're struggling to get them to look cookie cutter, absolutely symmetrical. And many years ago, I read an article and it took famous movie stars, actresses, models, and split their face in half and and posted uh, two right sides or two left sides and you would barely recognize the actress oh, or the model. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So they kind of duplicated the face on the other side from one side as if it was 
exactly the same. Same. Exactly. And you couldn't well, recognize it. Kind of another interesting thing about that is, too, is that, you know, the whole thing about symmetry of faces and the shape, the, the six shapes of faces, that, that was actually invented by an advertising person for, uh, for a makeup company that was going to compete with the only company out there. And he came up with uh, the six shapes of faces as something, as a sales, you know, sales speak for them to, to do that. And the fact is, is that, uh, you know, there is no six shapes of faces. There's six billion people in the world. That would give us five, you know, that would give us a billion identical twins in a world of six different categories. So it, did, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But there is a symmetry and a measurement, and that's what the book shows you how to do. And the other thing, too, it, it, that I feel that was very interesting in the book is we give you a space in the book after explaining these things about how to divide your face and how to, um, how to uh, measure your face. Is it asks you to draw a picture of yourself because people's mind's eye of what it is that they look like is very, very vague. And the idea of that is to really identify with exactly what it is that you're working with. So this, so this picture that you're, you're, do, you're placing in the book here for them to be able to look at themselves is to be able to see where they have these special features from one side to the next, but how it creates that unique look that they have. Exactly. And once you understand what you're working with, uh, the basis of what you're working with, that becomes your, you know, like in, in haircutting, you, you have your simple rules of that you have to follow. But once you've learned those really good, you learn how to break them and make it better. And, and, with makeup and, and the shapes of faces, it, it's, it's exactly that also. If once you understand exactly what it is that you're working with, and that is the perfect shape of your face, then you learn how to work with it and how to make it better and how to change it to uh, whatever it is that you choose. And I like in the book how you have, like, after each um, chapter, there's a meditation piece and then an activity um, mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed the meditation piece because it just, it makes you kind of focus on you and, and love something about yourself. Um, uh, the activity in chapter two that you guys are referencing here is, you know, draw a picture of your face. I'm sorry. I only know how to draw stick people. <laughs> Me too. I, Me I, too. I but, do a, but I can I do, do a really good, good job on that. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not your brain from doing the small talk and gets into the big talk where you're talking yeah. to yourself in big words and not little small talk talking in the back of your head that's going to like negate things. It's, this is going to be put you into, you know, really, truly the positive. Yeah, yeah, it's true because there's there and there are I mean, just like anything we know in the beauty industry, it, you know, part of part of doing hair, makeup and and all of the things that, that as professionals we educate, you know, clients on, there's always ways to accentuate the beauty and diminish the things that we're not as happy about, you know, whether it's whether it's a, a you know, a wide jaw or a bigger nose or any of those things or ears sticking out, you know, you're not going to maybe wear a pixie if you got big ears. But but this is the part I think where people instinctively know what looks best on them, and it's and it's really just as professionals listening to the the vocabulary or the perceptions they're bringing forth to know what they want without them having to say, you know, I hate my big nose or I hate my big ears type of thing. Right. I, I feel that that this guide um, is such a support for the ultimate consultation. 
consultation of client to stylist and stylist to client. Um, one of the things that I really pride myself in is connection with my clients and my guests to really ask pertinent questions to get the ultimate results. And mm-hmm. it is it does take time. Um, and my process has really evolved over the years. I feel so good and so confident with all the education that I've had and all the mentors that I've had to, to really guide me into a place where I can comfortably extract personal information and, and translate that into empowerment. Mm. And I've seen from a management portion of the beauty business, um, it, it's been a, a concern, the consultation with the client yeah. and the chair, that it's not thorough enough, it's not frequent enough. And it, it can, at the end of the day, leave your client uh, less than satisfied. And that's not why we're in the business. We're in the business to empower and to help and to share. And so we have to really turn up the listening. And it does help if you have a support system like the Ben of Beauty where your client has done some work, some homework, some exercises, some activities, and gotten a clear idea of what it is that they're looking to accomplish. And that's yeah. the part of the book that I that this is the part of the book that I'm most proud of. Now there's uh, there's this one portion of the book, it's called the book of me. And what the book of me is, effectively speaking, is it's kind of like a, a play of words to some degree. But in the movie industry and the fashion industry and the comic book industry and the photography industry and the hair show industry, they always have storyboards of what it is that they're trying to say. You know, mm-hmm. from A to B, they, it's to keep everybody on focus. It keeps the whole team going exactly in the same direction because they have a point of reference. It's a visual. It's not any, there's no interpretation. There's no anything other than exactly what this says and visually, and this is what the target is. And in the book, uh, it has uh, a couple pages in there and instruction, and I even put one of myself in there. That is the book of me. And what it asks you to do is literally is go through things that, are dear to dear to you, like your fashion magazines or whatever it is that you have, and to put it into the book and create a storyboard of who you are, of what you identify are, what you want, where you want to go. It becomes your roadmap, and your your literally your entire conversation that you need with a person who's a visual artist like we all are, and be able to go to them and say, "This is me." and have them look at it and go, like, I got it. You don't have to go through the lengthy explanations. There's no interpretations. There's no mis, you know, misinterpretations. So mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest things that people, you know, clients always said, the hairdresser didn't listen to me. Well, they're busy. They're going out a certain amount of time of year here. If you're going to go into a 20-minute explanation of your 45-minute appointment about it, they're going to have to kind of rush, and maybe they're not, you know, maybe that just didn't go the way that it should have. Where this, what it does, it gives a person automatically right there to show them. The hairdresser can look at it in one minute 
understand exactly what this person's talking about, uh, and then move on from there and spend all the time that they have working with them. And this goes to an optometrist when you're trying to pick up glasses or, you know, uh, a boutique, makeup artist, whoever is going to work with you to show your your inner beauty outwardly. It's, it's going to show you who you are inside and let them take that and run with the ball. Yeah, and I love that because really the truth is is that sometimes our best communication can come just through storytelling and being, like you said, Jamie, that active listener in hearing how people are storytelling because it says a lot about what they like, what they don't like, you know, where their passions are, where they want to go, what they're envisioning for themselves. So that really is a is a is a good uh, reminder in that book of me segment here. And I I like, again, I like the activity that you placed in that area as well um, to just kind of, you know, be really clear on who you are. I'll tell you which one I took to heart and went into action with, and that was Chapter 4, Cleaning House. Um, so we're, yes. getting ready to take a, we're getting ready to take a break again. So I want to I, I want to talk about this mostly platform. after we come back from a break here. But um, I, you know, of course, having access to you know billions of products and you know buying them. I mean, I'm like a kid in a candy store still. I have access to all these beauty products, and I'm still a kid in the candy store when it comes to beauty products. And you know, so of course, I I get complimentary beauty products. I buy them. Um, you know that. There's no shortage in your vanity, I imagine. It's everywhere. And the truth is, is I have certain things that I really love and other things that I don't. So I am on a mission over the, this is what I do during the holidays is I take one, you know, under the sink cabinet and I clean house because I've been sitting on stuff for way longer than you should be. Um, And Mm -hmm. it kills me sometimes to throw stuff away. I, uh, I realize that it's just not healthy to be using old stuff on there. So we're actually going to go to a break right now. And then I want to hear your point of view on uh, the cleaning house segment, because that could be something good for everybody to hear and start the new year fresh um, as well. So if, uh, if, you, if you're interested in finding out more um, uh, about Beauty Inside and Out Radio or possibly being a guest on here, you can email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. You can listen to this show live on iTunes, Stitcher. You can also listen to it live on my website, bonniebonadeo.com. And uh, we'll be right back with our guests, Dennis and Jamie Roche. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. 
Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. My guests, Dennis and Jamie Rocher, and they are the authors of The Zen of Beauty, A Guide to Your Magnificence. And at this point, we have talked about the illusion of beauty and the difference between beauty and glamour. We talked about symmetry and, you know, that that in itself, I think, was an illusion as well. And the perceptions that we have on ourselves of, of really owning our own self-love and our own love of of ourselves and that beauty that's attached to it. Um, I know, Dennis, you took us down the path of the book of me, which is kind of like creating this story to support, you know, finding your beauty, but also then to support this, you know, professional um, stylist and professional makeup artist to be able to maximize the best of you. And uh, then, of course, I shared that I took on chapter four and I'm going to continue to take on chapter four, which is cleaning house. So give us your insight on this particular chapter in Cleaning House. Well, I feel that when you have just a few pertinent tools to work with, and and in makeup, uh, most of us have a timeline that we can invest in prepping for our day, and there are limitations to that time. So the more streamlined your product lineup is, the quicker you can uh, accomplish your goal. Also, there is the health concern, and products all have a life expectancy hygienically. And if you're in doubt in question, toss it. I think the big one to point out that we've heard over the years and over and over again are mascaras and eyeliners. And Mm -hmm. they really have a short life expectancy Three months, 90 days, you really should be replacing that to keep it at the most optimum level of hygiene. Mm-hmm. So liquid liners, mascaras, those things for sure. I mean, and, and, and at that point, when you're like three months into a mascara, it's kind of clumpy and not, it doesn't go on very well anyway. That's it's that's a telltale performing. sign. It's not, yeah, it's not performing it. well for you. Right. And chances are your other products, if they're old, are not performing well for you either. Um, but the truth be known, we are collectors. 
and they are an expensive investment. So it, it is a little bit more difficult to part with things that don't look fabulous or maybe are older than we think. But I say be brave and toss. And you will really appreciate the freedom in time and space when you have a streamlined lineup of products to use. Oh, I love that you said be brave. Yeah, the same thing goes with hair products, too. You know, people have hair products that they pull out of the, you know, from underneath the counter that's been there for four years. It's probably not going to work very good, honestly. Any kind of, anything that's uh, botanical or organic it's going to break down over a period of time. And you may not see it. It may not necessarily smell as good as it used to. But the fact is, it's probably not going to perform very well. So it's, it, there's a certain period of time. You know, and this is, this, is, this is part of the book, is it's telling people to be practical. It's telling people how to spend your money in a most highly efficient, effective way. Right. You know, don't buy more because it's just more. Buy the things that you need and use it well. You know, mm-hmm. ask your stylist, you know, about what it is that they use to create this certain look or this certain feel or the certain texture or whatever it is to your hair and make sure that you get that and use that so you can recreate what they're doing. And then the next time they go in or you ch- decide to change your hair, find out what that is. And by that time, you probably used up what you did before. But it's always, it, it's never good to keep these things for a certain period of time. Yeah, and it's and it's hard with you know with hair care products. It's I think it's one of those things that if it, it absolutely is not working on you, any place is going to take it back. Um, yeah. You know, so try it a couple times. If it's not it's not performing or it's too this or too that, then take it back. And I know in cosmetics that opportunity is not as favorable. Um, so that's where you really have to kind of know your tones, know your your color um, palette, know what looks best on your skin, what you know what's what looks best in, you know, seasonally as well. Um, right. And, you know, and this is where it comes back to having a game plan and a strategy in your Zen of Booty, Zen of Beauty book and bringing that as a call to action with the stylist professional that you're working with. And then, of course, from the industry standpoint, the Zen of Beauty will really help the stylist, the professionals, be more actively listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. inquire and ask more pertinent, valuable questions to streamline the whole process. We don't have to talk about the kids and the grandkids and the weather and the politics or anything else. I mean, because time is limited unless it's not. And then that's always a wonderful whole other scenario. But to really target your goals. And if your goal is to have a beautiful foundation Nice eyebrow color, lip mascara, those are the basics. And then everything else can be added on as needed. But, but that's mm-hmm. the core, and that's what you want yeah. to be effective, uh, recent, and they are subject to change according to season. You know, if you're tanning or not tanning, if the weather is warmer or colder. And the, what is it, yeah. the, the reason, part of the reason we wrote the book was for practicality reasons, because what this does, is that it makes it's a moneymaker for hairdressers to read this because they understand a little bit more in depth of what is, what is to do. And for them to recommend the book and to do the exercise in the book is going to save them so much time in our business. As you well know, Bonnie, time is money. 
And of course, mm-hmm. from the other side of it, from the client side of it, it stops them from spending recklessly or not getting what they want. It, it makes it so that every penny that they spend is going to be, you know, it's going to be solid. It's going to be exactly what it is that they're trying to get out of that 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 expenditure. Yeah, and and, and all of, all of that is so true, Dennis. And you know, and we we understand that the beauty industry that time is money based on how they work because they're in a lot of cases they're either small entrepreneurs um, or they're on commission. So you know they have to maximize this time. But I got to tell you, what's happening out there with all of the consumers too is they do not want to spend two and a half hours in a salon having color done. They want to exactly. they want to get in and out. They don't have that time. And then of course they understand that time is money. So then they think if you're spending two and a half hours on my hair, what are you going to charge me today? Because none of that is clear enough to them when they go to have these professional services done. And I know that when we talked about the consultation a little earlier. They even expressed that, you know, most hairstylists are uncomfortable with the consultation when they get to the part where it's about money. And and yeah, and all of that needs to be more refined because the client is willing to invest is what we've discovered, right? They're willing to invest if you're really clear with them of what they're investing in and how long that investment is going to take to, you know, to, to come out as as expected, I know. I was talking to a, a stylist who's a very, very popular on the internet stylist who does all these outrageous colors, and he mostly works on Asian girls. And most of them are like silver blondes and light blues and all these rainbow colors and stuff. But what he doesn't explain on his videos that everybody is huge on the internet. He doesn't explain it. It took him somewhere between eight hours. and ten hours to do that color on that girl, and she's right. going to have to get it touched up probably at least once a week in order to maintain the color at that level. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and he, he came out, he came out part of the audience to actually apologize to a whole audience of professionals for not saying that on, yeah, on, on it, his videos. Because, because, again, you know, every, he created perception. a lot of problems for everybody else because yeah. they think, oh, I can just go in like a good highlight. It doesn't work that way. Well, I saw this post on Facebook the other day or Instagram. I don't even know what it was. Um, and it was it was this it showed this stylist dipping their brush into a Nutella jar and putting it on oh, the hair. And Cosmopolitan Cosmopolitan promoted that like color your hair with Nutella. And I'm like, that is not Nutella that he's putting on the hair. How could you I mean that's like that's in that advertising realm where it's like, do your homework. There's an ethics issue mm-hmm. right there. We know they're not putting Nutella on the hair to color the hair. Um, no. <laughs> and yeah, and then condensed milk to 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 you know rinse it out type of thing. It's like that's ridiculous uh, type of thing. Oh, so in my you know, history, I've used strawberry jelly to you know like yeah. do all sorts of weird things to color hair. You know, and it's it's well, it's that's pretty kind fun. of gimmicky, you know, and, very, and just yeah, goofy, right? With, but without relevance. But I right, think, but you it, know, it's legitimate news people putting it out. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our consumer today, they, they are savvy. They have research tools uh, available to them that was never uh, available in the past. And so they can come more prepared. But I yeah. still believe that, that it is um, that connection, that human connection that we make with our guests, with our client, with our stylist, that's going to make the big difference. And being an active listener being a conscientious questioner so that everybody has the best possible 
experience. Yeah. So I want to make sure that everybody has access to this book. So can you share with us, Jamie and Dennis, how they can purchase the book, how much the book is, uh, the book and anything is selling else? for $20. It's, uh, you, you can go to www.zenguidebook, and it will, uh, it'll, take you, uh, it'll, it'll take you to the website where you can purchase the book. Uh, purchasing the book on that website uh, everyone that's there, we personally autograph it and send it to you uh, with best wishes and much success. And uh, the book is going to be published and out in the public probably in the next uh, 60 days uh, by Hay House and Balboa Press. So uh, what I am interested in doing is more working for the professional side. This is uh, Jamie and I both uh, are public speakers. We've had tons of experience in teaching and education. And we want to be able to educate everybody to what is in this guide and how it works. So when people come in with it and come in with the ideas that they've learned from it, that, that everybody's on the same page and understands. And, equ- and everybody equally benefits. Perfect. Good. So it's, it's www.zenguidebook.com. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay, good. So everybody purchase this book. I'm sure it would make a great holiday uh, gift as well. It's called The Zen of Beauty, A Guide to Your Magnificence. And it's by Dennis and Jamie Roche. You guys, thank you so much for being on today. I enjoyed the book. I learned a lot. I'm going to finish cleaning house the rest of the holiday season here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to circle back make, around and check on you, Bonnie. I want to know about your progress. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And honestly, I just what I just need to do is just, you know, just not look at anything. I need to, if I actually just put like a blinders on and just had a bag and just took everything out from under my cover and just diminished it. Um, <laughs> I know it's way past its, you know, its, its lifespan here. And, you uh, might I don't want to bring to be... in and have support. Do it with the <laughs> yeah. system. Oh, you know, you're right. This is easier when you have support. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I might and need I some want to support. Thank you. And I want to thank you for having us on, Bonnie. And I want to congratulate you on all the success that you have and the, the reputation that you have in this industry is impeccable. And oh, uh, thank, thank you very you. much for recognizing us. Good. Well, I would love to have you guys back. So keep doing the work and, and uh, we'll continue to keep sharing how everyone can have a Zen of beauty here. Uh, next week's next show. Book is going to be yeah. the Zen for men. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So instinctively find that beauty of being you. Next week's show, I actually have uh, uh, Rudy. He is going to be talking about hormone replacement. So here's the other thing. We're talking about how to find your beauty, but sometimes your beauty's on the inside where your hormones are out of whack. And so Rudy is going to share with us how to be able to balance the frequency of our hormones so we can live that most beautiful life that we want to. So join us next week. Again, Dennis, Jamie, thanks so much for being with me today. Happy holidays. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.